first back-to-back pick, which is that of the New York Football Giants, who acquired this pick for uh, Odell Beckham Jr. from the Cleveland Browns. So, at this point, where do we see the Giants going? Oh... You know what? You've like foreshadowed it like three times. Mm-hmm. But but have I? Because there's some other options still available there. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on how much they believe in these people. Do you think your quarterback will still be there at what thirty eight or whatever their next pick is? Mm. I think maybe, but I think that they might have their guy. So with the 17th pick in the NFL draft, the New York Giants will select Daniel Jones, quarterback out of Duke. Like, we've heard him being taken under the wing of uh, Eli Manning and Peyton Manning already. Uh, Whether Eli will be particularly happy with his own team drafting him or not remains to be seen, but Eli knows that he's got to retire at some point. And I think... Daniel Jones just seems to be the one who keeps getting linked here. Uh, It's, of course, if they don't decide to pick up someone like Josh Rosen, which is entirely possible for, say, their second-round pick or something. But, yeah, so obviously that skips over quite a lot of players who could bring a lot of value there. But I think New York, the fans, they'll want to see something. So, yeah, they're going to take a swing on Daniel Jones. Okay. Don't really care about Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's one I, I um if he comes in and plays really well in the first couple of preseason games then cool, sweet, okay. Yeah. Right now I it's all the same, same thing. Yeah. Now, this is in no way a reflection of my faith in Daniel Jones. <laughs> uh it's it's just one of those ones that I can see New York going for. Because like they've got they've got two picks, they've already addressed one of their needs earlier on uh, with their offensive linemen. Uh, could also go for another offensive lineman here or do something on that uh, defensive side of the ball. But I think that they will believe that Daniel Jones won't be there if they wait till their next pick. Yeah. So yeah, that's what they're going to go for. Cool. You have the next one as well. All right then. So I do. So with the 18th pick in the draft, the Minnesota Vikings will go for... The best offensive lineman available. <laughs> Absolutely. So on my board, I have that down as Andre Dillard out of Washington State. Uh, a guy who, if you look at the tape, he completely manhandles some people. Seems like a very strong guy. Like, big, big man as well. And, yeah, we've said it on several podcasts that we believe that the Minnesota Vikings have to do something on offensive line. Like, And I, I would just say keep picking offensive linemen. Uh, yeah exactly you just you have to shore that up you've you've paid cousins all this money you've got to try and keep him clean he was performing at a crazy level under pressure at the beginning of last season and then he just started to get get tired or uh yes exactly and it's it's unsustainable he was playing on an unsustainable level uh under pressure at the beginning of the season and it just faded away eventually so yeah offensive lineman for the minnesota vikings Cool. Um, would you be spitting fire if Jonah Williams had gone two picks above you? If no. you're the Vikings, or would you have been looking to trade up? 
if he was still on the board? I would think that they would be speaking with teams above them uh, if Jonah Williams was still there, say, after the Broncos, maybe the Bengals. Um, because they could see him yeah. yeah, they could see him as having a really high upside. But Andre Dillard does seem like he can really contribute there anyway, so I don't think that there would be too much of an upside. And some people do say that Jonah Williams out of Alabama is perhaps a little bit more of a project. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dillard makes sense to me. I have the next pick, Tennessee Titans, and I'm gonna keep it very straightforward. Okay, okay. With the 19th pick, the Tennessee Titans select Brian Burns. Yeah, I, th- I thought as much. That's uh, somebody who I still had on my list around about here. I hope we haven't been missing out on anyone here because... Uh, oh, there's loads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of guys for falling on our draft Devin boards. Bush, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. All of the safeties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, we've got our cornerbacks, we've got our wide receivers, we've got our tight end. Yeah. Brian Burns Players makes we sense. remember. Yeah. And like this is about the sort of area where you could see someone like Brian Burns going, and um, yeah, I think Tennessee makes a makes a good good bit of sense there. They could do with having someone on the other side from Cameron Wake, who they've just acquired from Miami, and yeah, that helps helps them shore up quite a bit there. Um, I would just like to piss you off and take a quarterback at that point, but <laughs> uh, you know, don't don't. Put it past them, by all means, but um, yeah, I think that they could do with creating a little bit more pressure. Uh, I could also have seen them taking uh, an offensive lineman, uh, someone such as Cody Ford still on the board there. Uh, Garrett Bradbury would also make plenty of sense for me. But um, yeah, yep. I'm with you on that. Okay. 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 Nice. So you've got um, your one of your AFC rivals to select from. Are oh. they going to go for a zonal court? Uh, man-to-man cornerback or well I wouldn't say rivals right now because we've not really been there for the last few (laughs) years but um, yeah you know we still surprise the Steelers every now and again I think that with the 20th pick in the draft the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to go for Devin Bush oh he killed me (laughs) linebacker out of Michigan so like you did mention him there before Again, just one of those picks that makes a lot of sense. They're, they've been missing out on linebacker for a while now. Um, obviously, with Ryan Shazier still on a very lengthy road to recovery after a brutal, brutal back injury a few seasons ago, um, they could really do with having someone else in there. Especially considering some of their other picks that they've made through there in the, the last few seasons just haven't quite paid off. Devin Bush seems like the kind of guy who can come in there and be a really good, solid starter at a linebacker spot. Nice. Seattle, eh? Yeah. Oh, of course, they're going to trade down. Yeah. You know, they've, they've traded down their first-round pick seven consecutive years. And they're still competitive. Yep. Well, it's because, as we were saying in the other one, that they never have a good first-round pick. Mm-hmm. It's because they never have one. <laughs> or if they do, it's further down than they usually would. But they they acquire more picks, uh, which gives them more opportunity to hit on good players. Yeah, which they'll have to do. Mm-hmm. So where do you have the Seattle Seahawks going with the 21st pick? Okay, so with the uh, disclaimer that they already have, they only have four picks and they both trade down. Mm-hmm. Maybe to the Browns, maybe to, I don't know who would come back in there for a quarterback. Yeah, maybe the Patriots. 
No. Um, <laughs> but if we say that they're going to pick someone, let me just mm -hmm. have a, a quick look. I think, you know, scheme fit and needs just kind of fall into the lap a bit. Mm -hmm. Say they'd go for um, Cody Ford out yeah. of Oklahoma, old uh, wide uh, offensive lineman that's played behind someone who runs around. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can see that that makes plenty of sense. Yeah, but I don't think they'll take anyone with this pick, but that's that's who I'd go for if this is how the field was looking. Yeah, well, I, I would think that Cody Ford at that position is really good value. Yeah, like I I would actually if I was them, stick with that pick if they still had it there. Yeah, well, this is what I'm saying. Like Cody Ford would be my pick for the Cardinals at thirty three mm. if it, if he was there just because he's played with Murray before. Yeah, yeah, well, it'd just be a best offensive lineman available, eh? Mm. Okay. Okay, and uh, so that will move us on to the Baltimore Ravens with the 22nd pick. And, uh, tough one, but I think we spoke previously about how we see their wide receiving core as just being really quite lame. Mm -hmm. And I think they could do with beefing that up, get someone a bit, bit bigger uh, who can really go up and get the ball. And... Uh, I would still look at Marquise Brown, but I think he's just too small. They've already got players like that there. Yeah. And so I think that with the 22nd pick in the draft, the Baltimore Ravens will go for... Wide receiver from Arizona State, and Keel Harry. Mm, okay. Just, uh, like, I do think that there's potential for Baltimore to maybe trade around there as well. Yep. Uh, they would also perhaps like to get another bigger guy on offensive line to really help build this running attack offense that they're going for. But Did you think about safety there? Considering it's like the 20, what, 20, 22nd pick and it's a scarcity of that position? Well, I think in, in terms of the safety, I think they'll be happy enough with uh, Earl Thomas there. <laughs> and uh, Oh, sorry, I'm looking at that completely the wrong way around. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why have you still got safety written here? Oh, like I hadn't taken it off. Just it's deal with it. I'm, so oh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry that you hadn't prepared for this, Darren. <laughs> um, I was actually still in my Seahawks pick. So. Yeah, yeah, I think the Se Seahawks could probably have done with that there. I also had them maybe looking at uh, linebacker and edge rusher because uh, they would still want to continue rebuilding that that defense there. But yeah, I think uh, slightly a, a bigger body wide receiver is uh, someone who could really add value to to that team there. I think uh, <laughs> it's such a strange situation in Baltimore because of that quarterback Lamar Jackson who just. Doesn't look like a quarterback to me, and like you're, you're still high on him, but I am in, in no way in the same ballpark. I just think that he's he looks like a Tim Tebow to me at the moment. But yeah, if um, if if they can keep this going, then fair play to them. Okay. Okay. So moving on, we'll go to Houston and Houston Texans with the 23rd overall pick, and we think we know where you're going to be going here. Do you? Approximately. Well. <laughs> if, if you don't go for offensive line I'm going to be calling you out saying that it's stupid stupid mm -hmm. well let me just see oh um... god he's going to do it <laughs> no I'm not doing that okay I'm not doing what you were thinking mm -mm. the pick is in Darren Darren 
<laughs> Darren! With this pick. Oh, what number right now? It's making a mockery of it. <laughs> the Houston Texans select David Long out of Michigan, cornerback. <laughs> you're, you're, you're taking the piss, right? No. Cornerback. Yep. They need a cornerback. And they have the 54th and 55th picks in the second round, and I think they'll get an offensive lineman there. Oh, Darren, you're so wrong. You're so wrong. <laughs> the, the, the look on Darren's face right now, I, I, I don't know if it's just misplaced confidence or if it's just sheer smugness or if he's just saying, you know what, I'm going to share about the text. Screw this. <laughs> They're going to take a punter just or something. took, like, offensive lineman four picks in a row. Yeah, well, that's because they're valuable. Yeah, so uh, it's cornerback. Yeah, but but who, who did you take? David Long. He's not even on my draft board. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Explain your pick. Please. Please explain it to me. I like him. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's, uh, okay, okay. Okay. Oh, that's, uh, that's brought a little, uh, little spice here. Um... Is that it? You just you just like him? Yeah, he's and good. You think he's that... the next rated quarterback, uh, cornerback in the draft, and you need to get a cornerback. And I don't think they're going to get a cornerback that late, but they might be able to get a couple of offensive linemen they can work with. Okay, okay. I think they're too late to get a surefire offensive lineman now. They could get Risner, they could get Lindstrom, but Bradbury. But I think that you go for a cornerback, and you have two picks in the next round. If you say so, okay. Yeah, this is your pick, not mine. Yeah. Um, I had that down. Like I literally only had top O linemen written, written under my uh, assessment for the Houston yep. Texans here, and nothing else. So uh, yeah, there you go. You're you're throwing spanners in the works here, and you get an opportunity to do it right now again because you have the Oakland Raiders with the twenty fourth pick in the draft. So. Uh, who was it you picked for them earlier on? You picked Dwayne Haskins. Oh, you went there real quick. You you know what you're doing. And I With think the 24th one. pick, the Oakland Raiders like Rashawn Gary from Michigan. Yep, I even had it highlighted there to <laughs> score it out. That's a that does seem like a really a really Raiders pick. They're want to go for the the freakish athlete who has some questions about his production. But uh, what was his quote that he came out with uh, saying, the, saying the other day? Causing havoc doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might show up on the PFF stat sheet, which is why he's also not getting picked up in some other places there. But um, yeah, he's still ranked very highly on a lot of draft boards. And he has a crazy amount of potential upside because of his size, speed, athleticism. Uh, yeah, I can see that happening. I can see him dropping there, and I can see Oakland taking that pick. I guess that might depend on what Mike Mayock's take on this is now. That's the uh, New Raiders general manager and previous uh, draft analyst for uh, the NFL. Um, but yeah, I absolutely see it happening. It's a very Raiders pick. Yeah. Cool. Well, Mike Mayock, he's a, he's a feel guy. He's not a... That's why I felt when I listened to Kapoor and Mock Drafts and talking about what they would do, not what the Raiders mm. are going to do. The Raiders are going to take who they feel they can um, work with. And yeah. Rashawn Gary. To be fair, like Rashawn Gary, at 24, if he is anything like what he might be, then... He's maybe worth a swing, I would yeah. say. And uh, 
there's a lot of um, there's actually a lot of other defensive linemen there who uh, would be of excellent value around about this point. I could see them want to go for the the biggest guy available, uh, Dexter Lawrence or something like that. Um, but yeah, Rashawn Gary makes a ton of sense for the Oakland Raiders because it makes no sense to many other people. Mm. Cool. Okay. All right, then. So, moving on from that, we will have the Philadelphia Eagles at number 25. And the Philadelphia Eagles will go for... I'm going to go for how I feel, and I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Dalton Reisner. Okay, yeah, okay. I can see that happening. So... Because he plays, he's not... um, I think Bradbury's a centre, right? Bradbury uh, and... um, Yeah. Bradbury and the other dude are centers. What's his name? Greg Little. Greg Little. Oh no. Um, that's not one thing. I'm thinking of Lindstrom and yeah. Bradbury. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they necessarily need a center at um, the Eagles, but because um, they've got Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, athletic, offensive um, lineman. But mm-hmm. you know, he's big, he's strong, can crush people. Mm-hmm. It helps get him um, in front of Howard. Yeah, help him create some lanes and. Some yeah, in terms of Jordan Howard, there that's the uh, Philadelphia Eagles recently acquired running back from the Chicago Bears, and I, we do rate him as a as a as a running back, but not a, res, a receiving running back. So I still could have seen nothing him taking wrong with being Adrian Peterson. No, no, nothing wrong with it. But in today's NFL, you can be more valuable if you are able to catch the ball at the backfield. I, that's why I could have seen them going for Josh Jacobs here and go for a one-two punch. It certainly wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. I, I like Dal- Dalton Risner. Uh, he is like as we as we've said in the past, one of these guys who is shooting up draft boards, and uh, I reckon he'll make a good addition there. Sounds good. Okay, so moving on from there, I'll be back to myself before going back to Darren again. Jeez. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts have the 26th pick and there's a few places I could go here and hmm okay so I'll give you a little bit of thought process here so we talked previously about taking Andy Isabella at this point mm-hmm. but to this point they've not sorted out that interior defensive line problem that they have there yep. and there's still quite a few really good-looking interior defensive lineman there. Which is why, with the 26th pick in the draft, the Indianapolis Colts will go for Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle out of Clemson. Yeah, big guy, plug up all the holes. I I just, I, I reckon that they really need some help on that defensive line. I did also consider... Jerry Tillery here and Christian Wilkins, of course. I, said, I can't believe that some of these people aren't off the board yet, but that's just the way that you know everything everything falls uh, by position need and people taking the best player available. Some people swinging for the fences. Yeah. So yeah, I thought Andy Isabella was someone who was on my radar for here. Uh, I also have uh, AJ Brown down, but of course you picked him up already. So they could well have gone for Marquise Brown also. Debo Samuel would have been another one as well. JGR Sega Whiteside. Like, I'm not 100% convinced that. Um, uh, Funches. Devin Funches. I'm not 100% convinced that Devin Funches is the guy for them there, but they might think that he is. 
did also see them potentially going for a cornerback, but I thought that they could just get much more value out of that interior defensive line there. Any other thoughts? No, he's a big boy. Yeah. Oh, he's a very big boy. Sit in the middle. Yeah, but like, like put down at something like 345 pounds or something like that, which probably means... Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a big dude. That's a lot. Yeah, uh, so he's going to take up a lot of space there. I still believe that they should go for Ndamukong Sue and pick him up, unless... Like, I don't, don't stop I think Ndamukong Sue is not really that keen on doing OTAs or... Yeah. I think he's just waiting until someone gets injured. Probably, yeah. Because there's cap space in the league, so mm. I think that a team will trade someone to get him if one of their mm-hmm. big DTs get in, gets injured. So he's right to wait, and he gets, he's been paid what, the most money in the NFL outside of quarterback. Yeah. Something. He's like on bloody um, Jets, cornerback, Island. Darrell Revis. And he's on Revis money. Revis money. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay, um... Me again. So yeah, it's back to Darren again with the Oakland Raiders again. They just keep popping up here. Oh, oh no, he was really quick off the draw again. What's he going for? It's a kicker, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta replace Janikowski. Yeah. <laughs> Trading our pick for Justin Tucker. Okay. <laughs> um, no, with the 27th pick, the Oakland Raiders select Josh Jacobs out of Alabama. Okay, okay. So yeah, we'd spoken about uh, the potential need for a running back there. You were quite high on uh, Jalen Richard, but yeah, I do see that being a good pick there if he's still available. Like I do, th- I do still think that he might go to Philadelphia. He, he might go to Philadelphia. He might go to the Packers as well. Yeah, of course, of course. That was one we said was a would be a swing in our um, draft yeah. leads podcast, yeah. but. Yeah, if you follow it through the way without any trades and that, I think this is probably where he would go. Mm-hmm. So who, who did you have there? So now, so with the Raiders picks, you've had Dwayne Haskins, Rashawn Gary, and Josh Jacobs, uh, all, all guys who are supposed to have like, tr- tremendous upside uh, if everything works out. Like, do do you see this as being the safest pick out of those three? Um, in terms of production, yes, mm-hmm. and he'll come. Straight, he'll be the, the player that comes straight in and plays. Yeah, like, and we don't know. There's a ten year plan apparently, so we don't know how much <laughs> the Raiders are looking to get to eight and eight this season, especially when they're not. They're playing to a disillusioned fan base mm-hmm. or a fan base that know they're leaving. I think this is another year where they'll try and get seven wins, six, seven wins, and go again next draft as well. Yeah. Um. So I think Josh Jacobs will play now. And he'll play well, I think. But, um, you know, Haskins and Garrett are probably talents that will kind of sit and then be ready for the Las Vegas move next year. Okay. Yeah, I see that. I see that. And remember that they do have the 36 pick. Mm-hmm. So they're going again in less than seven picks. So yeah. they have an option to come right back in and get an offensive lineman, get a tackle. They've got, especially if Wilkins is still there. Yes, uh, so yeah, I assume you mean Christian Wilkins, yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, he's someone he's, I was looking at for yeah. potential for the well, next the, char- the Chargers don't need much, eh? Right? They've got such a strong... If you're not going to get rid of the quarterback, then... Well, you say, they, you say they don't need much. talent. Yeah, you, you say they don't need much, but um, like they don't win playoff games <laughs> outside of the... Patriots, so. Yeah, exactly, they just can't get past that. Does Wilkins help them do that? Could do. Well, um, they're... Current nose tackles Brandon Meebane. They've got uh, Justin Jones at defensive tackle, so he's someone that I would really strongly look at there. But 
I still look at that offensive line and see them wanting to shore that up a little bit and be on the right tackle side. But with them still being there, the Los Angeles Chargers will select defensive linemen of Notre Dame, Jerry Tillery. Ooh, nice. So Jerry Tillery is someone who has also been rocketing up people's draft boards. Again, monster man, six foot six, nearly three hundred pounds, and like I, I reckon, if you have him on the same line as like Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, where do you go against that team now? There's, there's, you've taken away all of the options. You've set the edges already. You shore up the inside, and you trust your offensive line is going to be good enough to to go forward because they're by no means awful, but. They could still do with an upgrade. I did also look at wide receiver here. Mm-hmm. And considering that uh, Marquise Brown is still available, um, thought about him. Did also think about Calvin Harmon out of NC State. J.J. Uh, Sega Whiteside is another one. And, of course, thinking about Andy Isabella. Always thinking about Andy Isabella right now. Mm-hmm. But, no, I think Jerry Tillery would be a really solid, disruptive pick to put in the middle there. And I wouldn't want that as a Broncos fan. Yeah, I could see it happening. So, moving on from there, you have the Kansas City Chiefs at pick number 29. And they have a couple of needs, uh, probably mainly on the defensive side of the ball, uh, particularly now that they've let Alex Justin Houston go. And uh, D. Ford has gone over to San Francisco. There's a lot of talk about whether or not their stats were inflated by the fact that quarterbacks kept needing to hold on to the ball longer and do you know where you're going? I'm getting there. Okay. Well, okay. I think I know where you're going here. I'm just going to highlight them in case you go for them. Okay. okay. With the 29th pick uh, in the 2019 NFL draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Andy Isabella. Hey, okay. <laughs> so, is this a uh, fallout they can't from the. Get caught with their pants down. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. so they need to take the most best fit for their scheme wide receiver as soon as they can, in case something happens to uh, to Tyreek Hill. Yes, yeah. and if they have both, they have both, mm-hmm. but they can't have none. Yeah, and you can never have too many really good wide receivers. Although I would still say that they perhaps have too big a plethora uh, on that side already. But Is- Isabella would be. Rapid, and if you have him and Tyreek Hill on the field at the same time, that's a lot of speed to cover. Mm-hmm. I think if you have Isabella him. and he fits into the scheme, and you still have Tyreek Hill, then Watkins becomes a player that becomes someone that's a trade piece mm-hmm. to yeah. get another position that you really need as well. Okay. Unfortunately for signing Watkins, because he kind of always seems to be a trade piece, but yeah, he's just not a number one. So mm. they um. I would say he would be a solid number two, though. I think, yeah, you're definitely going for like scheme fit over need here. Uh, I don't think they need much. They got Houston. No, they lost Houston, but they brought in Tyron Matthew. Yeah, but like that, that defensive line, obviously, it's it's lost Justin Houston. It's lost uh, D Ford. Uh, you're relying on Chris Jones a lot there now. They do have two second-round picks, which is what I was checking before I made that pick. Yeah, yeah. So you see them maybe going for someone round about there. Uh, I had you down as maybe going for Christian Wilkins here. Um, 
or even someone like uh, Cleveland Farrell from uh, Clemson as well. Uh, maybe even someone like Jalen Ferguson out of uh, Louisiana Tech. But um, no, I, I think that the, the Andy Isabella picks are good. Uh, it's not quite a spanner in the works, but it's a little surprise. Just just a little, little present for people to go, oh, that's intriguing, because he is one of these it's intriguing cool. prospects, and that is somewhere that he could go, and I could really see him thriving. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay. All right, then. So, uh, GM hat on for the Green Bay mm-hmm. Packers. You selected... TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. So he's, he's already gone. So Hawkinson is off the board there. So Noah Fant, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go for Noah Fant, yeah. Just, just uh, keep, keep going for it and see, see what's available there. I, I spoke briefly about their other needs. I, I could see them going for wide receiver here. But, yeah, with the 30th pick in the draft, the Green Bay Packers are going to go for... <laughs> Safety, Nasir Adderley out of Delaware. There he goes, there he goes. So uh, that slots him in exactly where we thought he would go um, with the, the 30th pick. Playing the secondary with um, Abrams? Uh, yep, have him playing in the secondary with uh, Adrian Amos at Amos, free safety because okay. uh, you have Josh Jones at that other safety spot. Not massively big on him, but they do have Jair Alexander at their other cornerback spot as well. Um, I, I could also have seen them going for cornerback, but I think that Adderley is good value there. If you have that that strong safety tandem there, like with Adrian Amos, you could help take away that middle of the field. And uh, Adderley just seems like one of these guys who could really come in and eat up a lot of space there. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's it. Just it just makes sense. Like they they need another safety. Uh, also looked at offensive line, looked at wide receiver. And uh, Marquise Brown is still on the board. I I would have thought about it very heavily, but um, no, I'm sticking with Nasir Adderley. I have to now because the pick's already in. Yeah, so... (laughs) And then we have to move on to the 31st pick, which is the Los Angeles Rams. With the 31st pick, the Los Angeles Rams select Christian Wilkins. Clemson. (laughs) Okay, all right. I get it, I get it. Just got to take the best player. Yeah, best player available. Put it on a t-shirt. Strong squad already. Yeah. Just if he falls, he take him. Absolutely. We had him ranked at... Uh, 11, I think he was. 10 or 11, yeah, I think it was. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, Christian Wilkins makes makes plenty of sense there. Uh, like I say, he was rated probably number 10 on our draft board. And if he falls all the way down to 31, and he, he could really like step into that spot that was previously occupied by Ndam Kung Su. Um, maybe on a more consistent basis, because people do say that Su essentially sometimes takes the regular season off, which is weird considering he played so much of his career in Detroit where they never had a postseason. Miami? Miami as well. Yeah, he's never really gone anywhere. That's worked out for him. Uh, came so close last season, but no cigar. Yep, Christian Wilkins, plenty sense. Cool. I'll go with that. Uh, oh, boy. And Don't then... <laughs> no, no, I've got, I've got it. I've got, got, got this. I've got this. They're going to take a... Putter. Putter. <laughs> Scottish Hammer. Yeah. Uh, okay, so with the 32nd pick in the draft, we have the New England Patriots. This is, of course, the last pick in this round. 
<laughs> that Darren's gesturing all sorts of things to me here. I think he sees where we're going because we did talk and say, you know, with the tight end disappearing of uh, Gronk's caliber, you're probably going to want to try and replace that. And so I believe that the New England Patriots, with the 32nd overall pick, are going to try and replace that with tight end out of Iowa, Noah Fant. So two tight ends out of Iowa coming off the off the board. Uh, Hawkinson probably the better rounded tight end, but Noah Fant people think might be a better athlete. And yeah, they they could just really do with having someone shore that up because the Patriots have had problems whenever they've not had someone like Gronk in the lineup. So they need to try and make this transition as smooth as possible. And you have to do that with the best option available to you, which is Noah Fant. Yep. Yeah, I would have taken Bill Greer. Of course you would. <laughs> hey, welcome back to the Bill Greer podcast. Woo! <laughs> but Noah Fant is probably the best player for the trip right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I would struggle to see anyone say that the Patriots would take anyone other than Noah Fant, other than perhaps trading down, because that's something else that they could look to do. Perhaps if someone a little bit further behind them believed that... Could they trade up? Well, they could, if they want to go for T.J. Hawkinson. Yep. How many picks is that they have? About 12 or something? something, Yeah. Yeah. So there's every opportunity that they might be one of these players, sort of one of these teams who trades up. But, I don't know, I think they tend to like having their options and just picking up players and, like I say, just getting someone like a lacrosse player uh, out of college into whatever position they happen to need and just making it work because they always do we're going to do the first round we could have done the second round but no but we can we can do that and we can maybe do that if you think that my picks are ridiculous in this round you should see me do the second round oh it's just you would just be drafting everyone with the silliest name possible (laughs) it's like I know this round but I I would be I'll be honest I'd be reaching a bit if we were doing the first, second and third round there's yeah. other content you can find if you want those rounds yeah absolutely um, uh, we might even uh, look at doing something to fill that out maybe just a, a couple of other other players like an yeah. analysis on individual players and who we think might get picked up there uh, yeah. but we'll cross probably that do some analysis into. looking back on the draft mm-hmm. after the first second and third rounds and giving our takes on who's been picked but Anyway, so three hour podcast on Will Greer <laughs> and how great he's going to be at the Jags. So <laughs> pick him up. Okay, so there's been 32 picks. Okay, so very quickly, Arizona Cardinals. It was Kyler Murray at number one. Second, San Francisco. Nick Bosa. Third, New York Jets. Greedy Williams. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oakland Raiders. Dwayne Haskins. Fifth pick went to Tampa Bay. They took. Quinn and Williams. New York Giants took Jawan Taylor. Mm-hmm. The Jacksonville Jaguars took DK Metcalf. Detroit Lions, Byron Murphy, Buffalo Bills, AJ Brown. Gets Denver Broncos took Devin White. Woo! It's going to change their fortunes forever. Um, Bengals got very lucky and got Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, Packers took TJ Hawkinson to get shouted at by... Um, our boy <laughs> um, Miami Dolphins took Montez Sweat because they have time to actually train him Atlanta Falcons took DeAndre Baker because 
they need players. Washington Redskins took Ed Oliver because he he will help a team like that. Carol, Carolina Pampers fell into Jonah Williams. It would be a very solid pickup if it happened. Yeah. Then we've got the Giants taking Daniel Jones for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going by what I'm hearing. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings take um, Andre Dillard. Tennessee Titans taking Brian Burns. Very solid, good pick. <laughs> wait, wait, is that your pick, was it? <laughs> well, yeah, it is a solid pick, though. I'm not going to disagree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're getting to the ridiculous, though. <laughs> um, Dillard, Brian Burns. The Pittsburgh Steelers took Devin Bush, which mm-hmm. is quite solid. Really solid, solid pick there. Yeah, solid pick. Yeah. Seattle Seahawks taking Cody Ford, like for like. Good job. Um, <laughs> Baltimore Ravens taking Nikhil Harry. Um, the <laughs> here we go. Oh, <laughs> the Houston shit. Texans taking David Long out of Michigan. Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> just like, uh, yep. Sorry. Oakland Raiders Next. took Rashawn Gary out of Michigan as well. Um, the Eagles taking Dalton Reisner. The Colts taking um, Dexter Lawrence. And then when 27th pick, the Oakland Raiders took Josh Jacobs. 28th pick, Los Angeles Chargers taking Jeffrey Tillery. Um, the 29th pick, Kansas City Chiefs maybe replacing um, Tyreek Hill, but they're taking Andy Ooh. Isabella as a safety net. Um, Furley, the Green Bay Packers took Nasir Adderley, the safety. The Rams taking the best player they can get in Wilkins. And Very then big. the New England Patriots taking Noah Fant out of Iowa. Okay, so some really interesting and intriguing picks there. Is there anything that jumps off the board for you as being a particularly good pickup at that position? Well, I really there's, think that David Long is going to be <laughs> a ridiculous game changer for him. Hey. I really think he's going to be good. I, I do, actually do think he'll be very good for the Texans. Do you see him being first-round talent? Yes. Okay. All right, then. Well, well, if you've already picked three cornerbacks, then he is yeah, by okay. need. Sure. Okay. Cool, cool. And there's still plenty of other good players come off the board, but other other than him. Yeah. Because I think... Other than I'm, me, stroke my own ego. I'm vetoing that one and saying, <laughs> give me another option. Um, I think Hawkinson to the Packers is an instant game-changer. How about to pick just above that? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen went to the Bengals. Then he'd probably cry, but everyone else <laughs> would probably think it'd be quite a good pick. Um, the Bengals would be delighted if they got that. Um, otherwise, I think Tillery to the Chargers. Just more talent for an already already talented team. Yeah. And then um, Devin White to the Broncos. Just just get out get out of here with that defense. <laughs> you Flacco would really have to be very poor not to win some games with that defense i think yeah it's uh they've obviously had a, a few problems since their uh super bowl they, they've not been quite the same they've had a couple of injuries here and there and having to deal with that horrendous quarterback situation but uh on the defensive side of the ball they've never dropped below average or anything and if you can get someone like white in there to just wipe out the run game as well as provide pressure and just uh, sets another piece to that that puzzle with Chubb and Miller and Derek Wolf and all that there but yeah I think Bush would be a really good uh, good fit there cool cool Um, I'm just going to add that the Browns are going to take Taylor Rapp okay okay with the millionth pick I think (laughs) 57 or something 
Yeah, where's that? It's quite far down. Yeah, okay. Okay, Taylor Rapp. Yep, okay. Uh, so just a couple of notables that aren't off the board yet, uh, and then we'll wrap things up. So uh, Drew Locke, still on the board there, quarterback out of Missouri. Some he's people not have first round talent. Well, neither is Daniel Jones, but he's going to the Giants. Could you put them there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, people tend to reach for quarterbacks. Drew, Drew Locke has shown it in flashes. I could still see him going quite high, even to someone like the Broncos. Uh, of course, we've got your boy Will Greer, but we'll move on from him. Um, Marquise Brown's still on the board for us right now as well. It's a deep wide receiver draft, mm-hmm. I think. But if you know your guy, that's why I say that AJ Brown, you have to take him if you know you want him. And yeah. then it all kind of becomes a bit same-same. Yeah. Um, and you'll be looking at some of those players who probably drop to the fourth or fifth rounds, to be honest. Yep. Uh, we also have a couple of uh, offensive linemen who have fallen so far, like Greg Little and Garrett Bradbury. Yep. And I think some of them will continue to fall. Yep. Um, that's why I think that the the Texans will be able to pick up a project um, a bit later in the second mm-hmm. round with one of their two picks. Yeah. Uh, likes of uh, Jachai Polite and Joan Ferguson from Florida and Louisiana Tech, respectively, if they're still there. Yeah. Uh, the way the draft's fallen, they just weren't required. You know, yeah. they're players like we've got Brian Burns going at... Um, going to the Titans at 20 or 19 and if that's where he's going then they're going later that's just the way that falls yeah and probably just one last one to say is that uh, Jeffrey Simmons of Mississippi State he is still injured as well you've got to yeah. take that into account he'll probably be early third round yeah. That injury. yeah he'll be a great pickup for someone that doesn't need him yeah someone just, just the Rams would to be wait. good mm-hmm. Rams at 31 if they really liked him He'd yeah. have been good there, but I think he'll fall because as you get to the second round, everyone's going to be trading back and needing to use their picks. Yeah, and I don't think he'll be a player that people will wait on. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, anything else you'd like to add to this one, though, Endeavor? No, I'm very happy with it. Find a way to get this content out to the people on uh-huh. the Facebook page. So they, so they know what's going to happen before it happens. <laughs> yeah. Of course, we're accounting for the fact that there will be a record lack of trades in the first round. There's going to be so many trades. There's going to be so many trades, isn't there? Yeah. But um, yeah, we've done the best Good that we can. Though. Yep, absolutely. And we'll get to see, I reckon we'll, we'll probably get about three of these players right, <laughs> considering... Kyle <laughs> Murray, Nick Bosa. Yeah, exactly. Maybe up at the top end. In not trading the Jets, I've thrown it out a bit, but I do think the Jets will take Greedy Williams at 7 or 8 or wherever they end up after they trade back. Yeah, I could see him being a good value pick a little bit further back there. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I think I think the start... The only real difference I can see is I can see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking um, Devin White at 5 over an offensive lineman. Yeah. Um, but we could do this all day. We really could. Uh, it's because, like NFL teams, they have a completely different way of looking at these things to us. Well, they meet uh, the people, so yeah, <laughs> they exactly. Actually shake their hands and actually see how big and strong. And yeah, sadly, we've not quite got to the point where we're established enough to go out and scout these players and meet them and uh, see what makes them tick. But um, maybe we'll get to do that for next season. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll see how we go. Listen and we'll find out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> stay, stay tuned to the 4th and Forever podcast. Uh, I've been Stuart Bothell, joined by Darren Butter, and we are the greatest GMs in the world. Obviously. Obviously. Uh, enjoy the draft this week, folks, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs> yeah!